Hey everybody, welcome to the Three Cast. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined by Vince and Ricky. The boys are back. We're, we just did a, an episode like three weeks ago. What the hell is wrong with us? We gotta wait in a couple weeks. We're, we're definitely not used to doing a, a podcast this soon, but we're trying we're trying to do better. New year, new us. <laughs> it's not the new year. It's close to the end of the year. Uh, no, no, for 2023, we finally got it together. Actually, I think last year we did double the episodes we did this year. <laughs> We've had a okay. r- rough time getting together, but it's good. We're still going strong. Uh, so this is the three cast. We talk about movies, TV shows, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we do have a comic book series planned. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna get to choose this time, uh, but that, that probably won't happen until we get past this Marvel stuff. But we're in the second part of our Marvel discussion, and we're gonna continue that on today. So the plan was to kind of rotate between the three of us, and we're gonna just kind of freeform another Marvel discussion. But we'll we'll have a little bit of fun with it. So today was, was Vince turn. So I'm hoping that in the five yep. minutes since Vince was dropped the bomb and that it was his turn, he's had a chance to come up with some <laughs> things to talk about. So Vince, take it All away, right. my friend. So what if I told you that there was an entire universe that was built upon simply making movies for the sake of movies that even though the movies are trash, people would still flock to these movies, that these movies cost billions, almost billions of dollars, that they would actually break box record efforts and be completely vapid. They would actually have stupid stunt celebrity casting just for the sake of it. They would actually have stupid spin-offs, and then they'd make not even spin-offs of movies of spin-offs, but also you'd make animated series with spin-offs. I'm talking, ladies and gentlemen, about the Fast and Furious series. And <laughs> let me tell you how bad that series is. And as much as everyone <clears throat> might agree, I think except for one person this call, that Fast and Furious movie is a terrible uh, kind of uh, model of operation. Why we got to go there? And it offers no, hey, was it my day or was it yours? Okay. And it offers little to no value in terms of artistic merit. And certainly it does serve as a business and makes money off of the, you know, it's like lottery tickets. It's the tax on the stupid. So, you know, certain things um, are there for a reason, right? And yes, if we all agree that the Fast and Furious movies kind of hurt, then we can also see why and make the parallels to how Marvel has kind of gone the way of Fast and Furious. Because everything I've just said does kind of resonate with all the kind of legacy that the Marvel movies have come from. Certainly, yes, stealing DVD players in the old Fast and Furious movies was an interesting premise back in the 1990s. But you see, they kind of got out of their britches. Now we look at the same thing with the Marvel movies. Yes, Iron Man, groundbreaking. It was really fun to actually finally see a good Marvel movie. Not one of those cop, you know, garbage Marvel movies like we saw back in the old days. Remember, um, you know, the first couple of stabs at doing a Spider-Man or a Fantastic Four movie. They failed for not reasons other than the fact that, you know what? They just didn't have the cachet. They didn't have a really big studio putting the money behind it. But fortunately, Iron Man, because no one cared about Iron Man, he was a middling character on the Avengers. Um, he kind of had some presence um, in the comic books, not for the same reasons that are kind of extolled in the in the in the in the movies. I should mention. We'll get to that in a sec, but um, but simply because he was a middling character, they actually kind of said, "Let's do some oh decent hiring." Robert Downey Jr. They got him on, and voila, we actually started a great movie series. I mean, it was the first two, uh, a three, and then they kind of started getting greedy, and that's what's kind of happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've just put that forth as one of my big issues um, on, on the general premise on how the Marvel movies have kind of felt. Because let's be honest here, I'll, I have a couple points here. Um, I think that we can all agree that it is the Marvel movies have kind of lost their way. They've kind of been focused mo- mostly on making money. And certainly that has a lot to do with the acquisition by Disney. Disney spent a whole whack load of money on, like, I was at three something billion dollars for Marvel, was it? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was, I know it was less than four billion because that's what they paid for Star Wars, and they paid yeah, for... and they, yeah, and they purposely paid less for Marvel. Uh, All the Marvel actually, no, wow, what I'm seeing here, it's saying four billion in 2009. So they for but, Marvel. Yeah, so George Lucas yeah. got four point four for for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, right. So it was, yeah, it's one of those who's his bigger kind of things. But let's just come back here, right? So um, Marvel 
uh, was a, it was basically bankrupt. You may recall it hit its heyday in the 1990s when it was making tons of money. Hand or fist during the comic book golden boom, right? And then of course it collapsed, right? Everyone and everybody was collecting comics in the 90s, and everyone was kind of familiar with the territory of like all the various storylines. And of course, fast forward about 20 years later, when those same people have disposable incomes, guess what? They want to see those comic books come to life in the movie theaters, and that's why you had that perfect combination for Robert Downey Jr. and all the movie theaters to realize, hey, there's not movie studios to make a buck off of what's going on. And Disney isn't stupid. They saw the success and they kind of capitalized on it. The only problem though, ladies and gentlemen, is that Disney likes to make money. Despite the fact that the Mickey Mouse happiness and fun um, is there, it's all about making the money. So they want to capitalize on investment. So let's be honest here. If you take a look at all the Marvel movies in the totality, anything since the Disney acquisition really has kind of fallen short. Yes, you'll say stuff like some, you know, things like Endgame and Infinity War and Infinity Saga, and maybe to a lesser degree, some of the more kookier things that wouldn't have otherwise gotten attention, like, say, the Guardians of the Galaxy series, certainly those are good things. Like, the making money is always good. Making kind of esoteric niche things, kind of fan service, great. Everyone's happy. But I want to make sure that we're very clear about the fact that they were focused mainly on making money. And the fact is that once they started making money off of all the main characters, they realized that they had to go deep into the well. Which brings me to my next point. I found that... Um, They've really just kind of uh, done a lot of fan service, but they've kind of made it so it's, disin it's, it's disingenuous fan service, right? Because they want to kind of find a way to make money off of stuff. So let's be honest here. There's no way. And they, the, the movie house Marvel knew when they made Howard the Duck back in the old days, it was a complete flop. You guys might, you, Matt, you're probably too young to even remember movies like Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck was understood universally as the worst comic book adaptation <laughs> movie in the history. And they had George Lucas backing that movie up back in the 80s, right? So you can understand how much of an appetite in general there was for Marvel movies to become move, to become actual, um, sorry, Marvel IPs to actually become movies. But you know what? How many times now, Ricky, has Howard the Duck shown up in the, in the Marvel movie? In the new, Three yeah. times? Three times, yeah. I think, probably, right? I, yeah. I, I know there's a cameo that he does in Infinity War, but, like, I mean, I think it's, like, three times, right? So we can already see that they really are always squeezing blood out of rocks trying to get stuff out because it's really dif difficult to kind of um, deal with that fan service, right? And then we also have uh, got the situation with, um, like, this, this preoccupation uh, with, with trying to get more, not just money, not just fans, but they're trying to kind of squeeze all this other um, stuff that I don't think we used to have in the move in the, in the comics, right? Like if you look at comics, we certainly you got the comics and maybe you might get like a, I don't know, Wolverine branded like a t-shirt or something, but maybe you might get action figures in the nineties, right? But look at all the stuff they've done. They've kind of made it so that it's not even no one knows about like Captain Marvel, really, right? But you know, you cap, you, you put a movie on it, and you kind of have a Captain Marvel logo on it. Guess what? They're gonna find ways to sell stuff because it's just basically a branding machine. So it's less about the movies, even less about the comics, but it's more about <clears throat> branding, right? And then I, I think that there are other issues where you go beyond simply the the movie of 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 like um, translating comics, but let's be honest here. If they were really smart, we talked about this a little bit in the last um, session, right? My last point was just. If we're going to look at movies as as a kind of um, a huge investment, right? We know that it costs lots and lots of money, and I'm not saying that making a physical comic is, is any less. But I think I think a movie is a huge blockbuster thing with all the salaries and all the special effects and stuff. But this is the thing that we talked about last week, which was you know it would have been better if with all the millions of stories, right? Like you look at, I don't want to do a DC versus Marvel thing just yet, but we know that there's millions of different multiverse kind of stories that come about from the comic books, right? Like how many different, like basically if you look at Wolverine, just the one character of Wolverine or one character of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is like what? In the comics, he's like maybe, he gets bit and he's like a teenager. And I think that right now, if you look in the comics, he's maybe what, like 30 years old, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the thing. If you look at the number of comics and storylines, man, that dude, every second of his life was a villain, like dealing with villains. Like there's no way in hell with the billions of stories that that guy had that you would have said, okay, I mean, that guy had life. But the reason why I'm saying this is because there's so many stories. And for some inexplicable reason, the translation into movie, which is a huge investment, uh, often falls short. Like look at all those amazing stories that come about from the X-Men saga, like the... Um, like sure, they That's talk. The how, yeah, exactly. So they talk about like they go, okay, we gotta do, um, I don't know, the, the Phoenix Saga, right? That was dumb. We gotta do like certain stories, or 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 that that don't make sense. Like I don't understand when they have all these great stories, 
like House of M, that they could have actually done some amazing stuff on, but they failed to hit the mark because they decided to capitalize on just flashy celebrities or flashy <clears throat> stories that general population might know, but they actually don't have the good stories. Why is it, and, and, and again, I don't want to go into Batman too much, but like there's so many stories with Batman, and yet the stories that they put aren't the good ones. And they could have done a really good job on the movies. Instead, they're more focused on trying to get as much of this kind of garbage movie stuff out because they just got to turn the, the key where they know they've got great darker stories. Like we were talking earlier about Robert Downey Jr. The thing that made Iron Man, and again, this is where, again, if you guys are comic nerds, you know, the thing about Iron Man that was really cool, like we know that Iron Man and both Batman, um, their special power is not that they're super strong or super powers. They actually just are super rich, right? But the other part about their superpowers <clears throat> is that they're also flawed, right? Batman has this kind of vengeful streak and Iron Man, though he has connections to like, you know, uh, the, the military industry, he was an alcoholic and he was also abusive. And as a result, you kind of, that, that was what made the storyline. Yeah. So it had more of a darker tinge to it. <clears throat> and especially in the seventies, when the comic book industry was kind of really trying to go dark and make stuff a little bit more real world, that was where it was interesting. But once again, because it's under the auspices of Disney, they've sanitized it, they've cleaned it up and they've just done it. So it's kid friendly. Right. And that's my, my basic premise for my argument where in the beginning, things were good, but now the darkness has fallen and all we see is just money and we see a desire to make brands. We just see a desire to kind of uh, spin off and squeeze out stuff for stunt casting and for branding as opposed to making quality movies. And the fact is that they're neglecting and throwing away a lot of their backstories, a lot of the back catalog of great stories, whether it's House of M or whether it's dealing with Iron Man's alcoholism. They're throwing all these things away that we really know should be and could be great movies, uh, great catalysts for content for movies. But instead, we're pandering to the general population as a result. We're no different from the Fast and Furious saga. So that's my first opening argument, Your Honor. I'll take any questions. All right. So I, I want to go next. Um, I, I have, uh, so first off, Vince, I agree with you almost completely because we, we know, I mean, there's no doubt that this was all about money, but I think that, I mean, it was always going to be that way because it's Disney. I mean, come on, how many times have they released Bambi? I mean, it goes into the vault, it comes back out of the vault, it's back in the vault, comes back out of the vault. They do that because they can have a special, you know, 50th anniversary release, 51st anniversary release, so they, they can make money. Live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, are you surprised there's not a Bambi live action? Come on. <laughs> I, I watch it every Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. It's a hunting show. <laughs> uh, anyways, the, uh, so we, I mean, we knew it was always going to be about money and as, making as many things as possible, especially once those first few movies had astonishing success. I mean, that's the one thing that Disney does well is when they have something that does really, really well, they're going to keep doing it over and over again. I mean, I mean, Lion King, Aladdin, Frozen, you name it. If the if the if the film does fantastically well, they're going to do it over and over and over again, often to the detriment of the content itself. So, for example, I think we all thought that the first Frozen movie was fairly good, you know, good tunes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a Disney story, so it was the predictable plot and all stuff, but it was pretty good. It was very enjoyable. Second one garbage movie right but they made it because the first one did so well right but I, I think that at the end of the day the biggest problem that Disney faced and it's both a, a benefit and its biggest downfall was that when it comes to comic books comic books are unlike anything else in the world and that they have a lore and a world building to them and a character sheet that is 10 million miles long mm -hmm. so when the the content guys at disney looked at the source material that they had available to them they found a ton of stuff and they just got buried in it right and i doubt very much that the comic guys at disney know anything about comics or the content guys at disney know anything about mm -hmm. comics so they looked at stuff and they you know maybe they found a little bit about the story or whatever say well yeah that make a good story but you know it'll have to be adapted but the problem is that when you're when you have such a broad amount of available material to you for you to use you don't often don't a don't know what to choose but also it's really hard for you to make it good because all that stuff everything the thing is with comics like you guys both know this every character in a comic book 
especially ones that have been well established for 40, 50 years, they all have a backstory <coughs> and relationships between characters and things that they've done. You know, they have a, the, a moral compass or a lack of a moral compass. You know, they have a, a rationale for doing the things that they do. And it's really hard to... And I think one of the things that we all like about comics is that it has a chance to establish all that stuff, right? Over a course of a period of arc, you, you learn about the characters and their motivations and the reason why they do stuff and like that. It's really hard to take something like, you know, Suicide Squad, throw in six or 12 different characters from a comic book and explain every single backstory. And as Disney got away from the individual like movies about one character, like, you know, Iron Man or Captain America or Thor and started putting them all together. And also it was like they, Ooh, we have all of, we have all of these characters available to us. Let's use, pull some of these third party characters that, you know, nobody's ever heard of into these things. And it really makes, you know, as comic book nerds, we want to learn about those characters, but you have only two hours and you have to, fit in the story you can't really fit in a whole bunch of the character development stuff that happens in these things so in addition to throwing so many movies out there they have they have so many characters that just nobody's ever heard of they don't do a good job of doing the thing that comic books do which is the character development and the moving along of the plot line all they've really ever done well is the action right the one thing we can probably agree on is that in the disney movies they do a pretty good job of the special effects a lot of times the stories just aren't there because they don't either they don't know the lore behind the character, they don't have the time to express the lore behind the character. And it's you know whatever it is, they have so much material, not enough time to put that material in there, or not the interest in making the characters express themselves in that way. So it's just my argument to go along with Vince's is just that. I, I do you guys think let me just ask this question do you think that a different company other than disney would have done this better okay that's the kid this is the thing i want to hold off on the disney versus marvel thing but um disney uh did something different they actually set an agenda like um uh bob i can't remember what it was bob Iger, Iger. when he bought it up he was like look we're gonna set it up so every year we're gonna have at least three marvel movies and and we're gonna do that there's a there's a churning out of movies whereas dc and as much as you might fault them for their inability to organize first of all i'd say that they're both not doing it right but dc decided well, we're gonna do quality quantity quality over quantity right but because they've messed it up in terms of kind of uh, coordinating the movies, that's where they've had a big problem. So I, I think that Marvel did it wrong because they're producing like a, a bunch, a whole whack load, right? Yeah, but I'd say DC, DC was never able to do it right because every time they invested into making quality or the, what they thought was quality, because it was so discombobulated, because there was no real consistency, because it left fans wondering, hey, when I watch this Batman movie, is that actually related? Like, why is it that I'm watching the Chris Nolan movies and there's no connection or mention of that when the new Superman with um, Henry Cavill comes through, right? Why is this new recasting? Like, Batman's the most recast per person in the movie history. Right? <laughs> oh, George but, but, Clooney, like, how I miss yeah, you. <laughs> but, but like, you look at it and you're like, they, they, they were like, okay, there's no... Like they're standalones effectively, right? So I think there's got to be some halfway ground where there's a consistency in not just casting, because I know that people die and like, you know, people have to get other jobs, but there has to be consistency in the lore. And I know that they've tried to lock that down. But you see, the problem is that DC picked up on all the garbage that Marvel's doing. DC has now said, we're going to hire uh, James Gunn. Is it James Gunn? Yes, James Gunn. Yes. Mm -hmm. To kind of be the kind of guy that serves as like the, the connecting the everything. Like, yeah, he's kind of serving as the Feige. And that's a good idea. Except for the fact that it's kind of once again rebooting the entire universe. Like you know what, his adoption. Like if if James and maybe Ricky knows it better. If James Gunn was smart, he would just be like, you know what, I'm gonna do the Infinite Earths Crisis kind of thing, and just be like, that's the reason why I can explain all the other movies, and now I'm gonna reboot it and reset it to talk about yeah. this, right? That's probably the best bet. Which brings me to my last point. Just what you know, Matt, you were talking about um, the issue of losing the lore that you're talking about. That's the biggest problem for me. Where you know, in order to kind of do the good stuff. They should be able to have, people aren't stupid, right? I think you can explain even the most complex stories. Like, look at Civil War. Civil War 
the way it's presented in the comics is a dramatically different storyline from Civic War in the movies. We oh, know yeah. That. The only thing that's common is that Captain America fights Iron Man. But yep. there's such a difference in opinions on various things. And there's so much more that's brought in. But you can easily, succinctly tell people, look, there was a reality TV <clears> show and this kind of happens. And, you know, like basically you can just skip the story in like like two minute montage at the beginning. Like to do the same thing for like Up. When you watch Up, you see an entire lifetime go down. And, and it's kind of compelling people cry at that stuff because you can easily do that in a succinct way with medium of movie, right? But you see, they think that their fans are dumb. They think moviegoers are dumb. They think general public's dumb. And as a result, they pander and they dumb down and dilute. So the lore that we're talking about in the comics does not translate into what, like, I'm specifically talking about Civil War, doesn't translate into what you see in the movies. And as a result, you have inferior product. Sorry, sorry yeah. I, I just had to jump all that stuff. So I, w I want to jump on a, a couple of things. Um, so I just, before I forget, I don't want to touch too much into DC because I think that that'll be a really good thing for us to like have on other episodes where we concentrate just on DC. Um, but it's funny because I think with Marvel, like you said, or, you know, I think so too, they overproduce and they're just shoveling so much stuff. No one can keep up. No one cares anymore. And then with DC, they want to switch to the same thing. But then with them, the problem was that they weren't keeping everything sort of connected. So it was like, if you saw one Batman movie, then you saw another one. It was just, like you said, two standalone. Didn't have anything to do in common. Didn't have, you know, any connection there. So I think... Like, neither approach really does anything. But I think for sure the problem is, number one, yes, Disney just cares about money. And I think also with Warner Brothers 2 um, on some of their movies, and it, it's been put out there by the actors themselves, where they want to do you know a certain thing and the execs are just like no that's gonna cost too much money everyone will like what it what it is already let's just put that out there and it's the thing the the execs the people who are paying the money the you know directors they are not like the comic book you know guys and so they don't really I don't think they care about building this story that's, you know, like the, the comics. One comic builds on another. It pushes the mm -hmm. story along. I don't think they care about that. Not in the same way. I, I You know what I, I mean? Um, it's funny because I'm looking at it and it's like, for an example, before um, Disney bought Marvel, the only Marvel movie, like, you know, what we considered, we've been looking at Thor, um, Iron Man, Captain America, and then the Avengers, sort of as a jumping off point. Um, the only one out of all of those before Disney was Iron Man, because it's 2008. Hmm. All the others are like 2010, 2011, which Marvel bought them in 2009, right? Wow. But the funny thing is... Like for Avengers, so first Avengers was Joss Whedon was director, right? Avengers Age of Ultron, Joss Whedon again. If you look at um, if you look at Captain America, so it, it's like our oh, not Captain America, but Iron Man. First Iron Man, John Favreau. Second Iron Man, John Favreau. Third Iron Man, someone else. So explain so much. Like Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like they have a good run going and having that same person in there because they know the story before they're trying to push a certain thing. And then I don't know whether they're asking for too much money or they just have a difference of opinion and what the movie should be like, or maybe they're just bored and they have other things to do. But you know, I just thought it was funny that once they jump to someone else, it like all blows away. I mean, Thor is completely different because I think they just didn't think Thor had the big power of Iron Man, Captain America. 
So it was kind of like, okay, whatever, we'll put his movies out. If it, you know, gets some traction, great. If it doesn't, who cares? Um, you know, so in his case, it was like a different director every time. And again, you can kind of see it, right? Like the first Thor movie, they had Asgard, they had the Warriors 3, they had Lady Sif, they had Odin, Loki, like all the things of the Thor lore. And then it's like the next movie, second one, they kind of, you know, it was the same. But then it was like after that, they were like, oh, there's too many characters in here. So you know what? Let's blow up Asgard. Okay, Asgard's gone now. You know, Warriors 3 is gone now. Lady Sif is nowhere to be found. Odin died. So they're like blowing everything away to just leave kind of Thor. And then it was like after that, it's like, oh, shit. Well, what the hell do we do with Thor? Okay, let's throw him into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We can say he's running around well, with them. The, the, the thing about Thor is that they're doing the same thing that vince and i are talking about the lore for thor was too complex and they didn't exactly. want to, to mess exactly. around with it yeah but they liked the character so they yeah. kept the character and just completely yeah. evaporated it's, the lore. then i think they shot themselves in the foot right because after they blew up asgard and they blew up you know warriors 3 they were like okay what the hell do we do with this guy now oh well let's find a story oh, where they're they're not there oh Hulk's here, World War Hulk. Oh, Gore the God Butcher, it's only, you know, about Thor. But it's like, how far can you go, right? It's like you did it, and now you just, like... I think the same thing with, with Avengers Endgame, right? Like, I don't know if it's because, you know, the actors were asking for more and more money, they're getting older, but I think it's the same thing. You had Iron Man, everyone loved him. Captain America, everyone loved him. They brought in uh, Bucky to be sort of, hey, maybe Bucky can become Captain America. Falcon's in there, right? Hey, let's do Endgame. We'll kill all of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and then afterwards, it's like, oh, shit. Well, now they're dead. What the hell do we do, right? And I think around the periphery, they were doing, you know, they had the Secret Wars TV show, they had the Loki TV show, the Moon Knight, and, you know, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and they're hoping one of these would catch in a big way that they can now take the spotlight off of Captain America, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, and put it on them. Can I, can I interject on this one, Ricky? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say something that's probably going to get really bad traction um but i'll say it because i'm a person of color i find that um there's a whole bunch of i talked about stunt casting um like to get the big people involved right and and to a certain degree like rob Downey jr the i don't know chris evans and the the one of the liam's brothers or he helmsworth brothers like being yeah. or like i get that those are celebrities and scarlett johansson right and yeah. sure having them go through is fine but you know when you're talking about the you know specifically with john favreau on iron man I don't think he didn't like Iron Man. I think it was just at that point, that was where the studio, Disney, had acquired so much talent that they wanted to go and not just do stunt casting for a cast. They started stunt casting for, we want to get the guys that worked on. Like, I noticed, and you noticed this, right? That when they when they went from Thor 2 to Thor 3, Thor 2 had like, you know, it was a pretty like conventional dark. hero movie, dark movie, right? And yeah. then, of course, you get Taika Waititi, like this comedian, to be the director of the the one where, and then now whenever I think of Thor, yeah, movies, you get the funny Thor. The, it's the funny the Thor, like stand up Thor, the dad bod Thor, <laughs> like the kind of quips where like he's talking to a like you know the 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 the, the, the what's a rock guy called? I don't remember. Yeah, whatever. Korg. Korg, yeah, like hey, and that's that's actually and it's like it's such a vanity project where you're like he's the director but he's voicing the Korg guy, right? So yeah. it it's like when you see that the directors are getting rotated then no duh that even if you have the same guy playing Thor, the movie changes because the director changes. Yep. And as a result, Thor changes. It, because it's Thor a different, is now a comedian, yeah, exactly. Right? It's and, a different okay, so, uh, character. So, so if in the interest of trying to diversify to get as many as possible of the big name directors involved, right? We're seeing this not only with, this, with the um, Marvel stuff. I see that certainly in the Star Wars universe, right? But then 
on top of that, they only have so many movies. So then when you start talking about the TV series, then they're like, okay, we got to make sure we get these big name TV producers or these big name um, movie guys to kind of do low key, no, not low key, but low, um, <laughs> lower level productions to kind of get the volume out there. And this is where you start going, really? We talked about this last time. Do you think low key would have actually merited an entire TV series, an entire comic book series. Yes, he does. I know I get that. But I mean, that's like like a four, four series saga or something like that, right? There's like, you know, standalone arcs, right? But let's be honest here. Um, and this is where I'm going to have a very unpopular opinion. They have other stories by established comic icons that they could have gone into. Sure, you might have had to reboot things. You might have had to kind of fix things. But like, you know, there's a great number of storylines that involve uh, like not just the Civil War series um, on Captain America, but there's like stuff where Captain America deals with, say, the race issue, right? Or like stuff that pertains to like the drug war. Or, you know, there are things that, that these characters have as established great stories that they could have went to. But instead of doing that, they said, you know, we got to diversify. We got to have Captain Marvel. We got to have, and I'm not saying Black Panther was a bad movie, but like we got to have like Camilla Khan. We got to have all oh, Shang Chi. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna talk Shang Chi because I'm Chinese and I can talk this right. But I think you guys can see the parallels. <laughs> Shang Chi has no business getting his own damn movie, right? <laughs> Let's be honest here. He doesn't. Okay. He's just. Uh, it's another like chop sake Chinese guy that's doing karate and kung fu, and he just happens to have magic, right? But the reality is that he doesn't need to really exist. I would, and as a Chinese Canadian, I would have said, I would have rather seen a better version of, say, Civil War or uh, a storyline. Um, like there are some storylines in, say, the Spider-Man saga, which are pretty, pretty dark, right? Um, and, and I think that you can go and mine a lot of the Marvel series for really good stories with existing characters instead of dumbing it down and giving us garbage characters that we really didn't care about. Like no one cares about Shang-Chi. Right, and I don't believe that they're making a they're making the second Shang Chi, right? Right, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think so. I haven't. No, yeah, no I, let, I, let's be let's be honest here. Of course they are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, of course they are. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, why are they doing this? Because us, like, look, I collected comics when I was a kid. Ricky, you collected comics. You and you and I both yeah. read them. Do you have a single Shang Chi book in your collection? No. <laughs> and I can tell, and and and, and you're you're it's not like that yet. Not, okay, just for the record, those guys first listen. Ricky I mean, is I not Asian. Say, uh, yeah, I can say I can even tell you I never had any Luke Cage books. Yeah, right. Like it just it wasn't you know as you know pushed. And and I get that like you want to have certain well, characters I mean, that you I have guess. affinity with, right? But the reality is that we should not be kind of praising Marvel for, oh, look, they have a, a Muslim girl here. They have a Chinese guy there. They have a black guy there. No, they're, th those, aren't, those aren't demographics that they're trying to target because they're trying to be EDI or something, like equity, diversity, inclusive. They're just doing it because, hey, I can reach the Chinese market by having a Chinese guy in there, right? Yeah. So there we go. Um, you know, we, we know that black people watch movies, but well, we kind of, we saw what Black Panther did. Let's go. Okay. Let's get some more black folks into movies now. Right. Um, and, and, and that's where I feel like it's like, it's token, it's, it's, it's trite. And it's quite frankly, kind of offensive. If you think about right. it, I, I'd imagine it'd be insulting, but as the token white guy, I probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause Matt's like, oh, I get so offended when I see Iron Man, a rich white guy, take the like, have superpowers. I get offended when I see a rich, when I see a white guy beat up all the other countries and be Captain America. No, no, no. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it just, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be perfectly offensive when I say it. It's, there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being diverse, of course, but Disney does it in such a way that they don't do a good job of it, right? They don't go searching for the best stories. Like, say, got to remember, I'm white pasty white like the whitest guy you could possibly get but i'd imagine that people of color would be much more interested in seeing original stories that are really well done really well directed you know and embody their culture than just fan service like oh hey look there's an asian dude or you know there's a black dude he, let's give him a role you know like you didn't you didn't put the effort in to make it good. And I think this goes back even beyond the, the idea of race and diversity and stuff. They had such a wide amount of selection. They just kind of like threw a, 
uh, you know, like a, a, a stone out there and said, said find me, a, you know, an Asian guy from, from Marvel and we'll do a movie about that. It doesn't matter if it's good. If it doesn't matter if it has a lore that would actually make a good movie. It's just they did it because of that, right? But uh, to go back to what Ricky said, to get me away from race as much as possible, because, again, <laughs> white dude. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm the only one here, let's be a minute, that I'm the only one that would get canceled, okay? I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ricky, you, you were talking about the actors themselves, and, and and I talked about this briefly in the last episode. Um Disney and and Marvel ran into the problem of their care their actors getting old and getting expensive, and they're not unique in this. Um, you know the 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 Dark Knight trilogy, right? That got um, Christian Bale didn't yeah. want to do it anymore, and you, you you can see like just to bring it into DC for just a second, they wanted to continue that. If you watch the end, the the third movie. You know that what, what was the guy? The guy, the cop's name. Nolan. No, the, the no, the the guy at the end of the third movie, the actor. Um, Alfred. Uh, Michael Caine. No, no, no. The what guy who's in the in in the bat. He's he plays the cop. He's also in in. in oh, Robin Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, love it, Gordon. Yeah, love yeah. It. Right. You can see that they wanted. They had an idea at the end of that to continue that franchise with a, a character that was in in that series, right? But they didn't, weren't able to do it because you know Christian Bale had such a cachet at that point of being Batman, it was going to be very hard. And then they had to change directors and all this, the political nonsense went with it. But when it comes to to Marvel, like Robert Downey Jr. was making like a hundred million dollars or something like that, and a, a movie or some crazy nonsense in terms of of you, you know salary and then it's not like he was like the only one all of the other actors are all big name actors and actresses all of them want to say well he's making hundreds of millions of dollars i want to make that money so it continued to get more and more expensive and they're getting older and, and i made this point in the last episode the only series ever in the history of film that has done a successful period over a long period of time is james bond you know they you know they've had seven or eight different james bonds they've all rebooted various successes obviously but they've been able to continue that series and people know that when they choose the next james bond whoever they've chosen i don't even know if they've made a choice yet whatever no you, no. you know when they make that choice you know, we know that it's going to happen. We know that it's going to be a, a different storyline, or at least somewhat. There's, you know, it feels like they're maybe a little bit connected, and sometimes they reference things in the past, but it's always new. And but it's still James Bond. Whereas, like Robert Downey Jr., like he's the best example. He has such a hold on the Iron Man character. Disney's going to have such a hard time yeah. finding another person to play that character. They're yeah. not going to be able to do the James Bond thing. But they yeah. want but see, to. Like, they really the want is, to. See, the thing is, okay, like, we all get it, right? Like, comics, Marvel comics since, like, the 70s have had Iron Man. They still have Iron Man today, and he is not a grandpa. He looks the same. Mm -hmm. We get it. It's comics, right? Okay, you're a movie company. You buy them out. You want to put the movies out. Like, you should already know, obviously, no actor is going to live that long. But here's the thing. It's not really about them rebooting, you know, the universe or whatever. Like, they, they already came out and they said, okay, look, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? It's its own universe. So that shows they know things are going to be different. But here's the thing, right? Like, we've seen in the movies that uh, Robert Downey Jr., He's with Peppa. They get married. They have a kid. Why would you kill him? Have Robert Downey Jr. still play, but hey, he's getting old. He can't be Iron Man anymore. His daughter becomes Ironheart. You still have, you know, he can do cameos in the movie. You know what I mean? And it, it also links because now this is, you know, Iron Man Jr., um, but instead, what they did was they killed him and, you know, and Captain America went off and had his sunset back in his own time with, you know, Peggy Carter. And, you know, so it's like, oh, shit, now we're going to have to go and say multiverse. 
Tom Cruise is Iron Man. Oh He's, you know, Supreme <laughs> so Iron bad. Man. So bad. You know what I mean? Like, do you not think of these things beforehand? Or if you do, well, damn, like, you have some really bad ideas here. Well, especially like, when they knew that they were going to want to continue. Like, they had to have known. That, I mean, Iron Man is by far the most popular character of all the movies. He's, he's the draw. Um, or we could say that Robert Downey Jr. was the draw, but that's another thing yeah. to say. Yeah. But but the pe people are people were at least attached somewhat to the character itself, not just to the actor. But by it, it feels like the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing. Like the 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 yeah. the, the corp the the C level guys they knew that this this universe was going to continue on until there was literally no money to be made. Whereas the creative guys thought they were doing an ending. Like they thought that the end game was literally the end game. Right. Yeah. So so they like so the they movie. wrote an ending. Yeah. <laughs> and like the but they didn't movie. know it was going to continue on past the credits. <laughs> you know? Even if you look at it, right? Like in the movies Iron Man becomes Spider-Man's mentor because they're doing the um, Harry Potter thing. The Tom Holland is so young, they can get all this mileage out of him. In the comics, who becomes the next Iron Man? And I'm doing air quotes. It's this girl, Riri Williams, who, like, you know, backwards engineers one of his suits. That character is actually in the MCU. She's in Wakanda. She gets a suit. No one cares. Instead of having him mentor Tom Holland, why wasn't it that they would have had him, knowing Endgame is coming up, he gets this thing on one of his suits saying, you know, there's a big thing. He was, you know, in the search. He didn't want the government to have his suits. So it plays in perfectly he goes to the to the college and finds her and you know sees what the hell she's doing with his suits and starts to mentor her so that you know she doesn't make his mistakes and you know there you go she becomes kind of like you know his surrogate daughter like that could have literally know, been iron man 4 you know right exactly yeah. so why would you not do that Instead, she comes out and she's in Wakanda. No one cares. Like, if you ask anyone right now, oh, do you know, do you know Ironheart? No moviegoer, unless they read comics, is going to know that. They're not going to care. So it's like, it's just like, what the hell are you guys? I don't know if it's like too many people thinking they know what the universe should be like or they can't agree or I don't know. It's like, come on, man. But, you know, it all comes back to what we said, money. They just want to make as much money as they can for as long as they can. And then when people stop watching, hey, we're Disney, we have disneyland disney world star wars mm. <laughs> so we'll just shelve it for a couple of years and then we'll bring it back out again so the way i look at it is that I, I have no problem with companies wanting to make money like sure disney you can make your movies um and tv shows and stuff and and make money but how about this why don't we just simply go you can make money and actually do one of two things a your movies which cost a lot of money because we're looking at expenses right they cost a lot of money if you're going to spend the money, make sure that they are really good at either um, drawing from your TV series. Uh, I'm just saying, like, drawing from your TV oh, series. Oh, okay, like, yeah, drawing, yeah. Like, so, like, you build it up so that you have to watch the movie, right? So, like, if you watch, like, God forbid that you watch, like, you know, that God... I don't, like, listen, I've never watched Miss Marvel. I've never watched the, the second season of Loki. But, like, you know, maybe there's some way that they all come together that there's a totality summation movie that everyone's got to watch because they've been watching the streaming series, right? That's one way to recoup some costs and you make the movies worthwhile. Second thing is maybe you make the movies worthwhile because you draw from the storylines that are actually good. That's just a stupid suggestion, right? But you know what? How about this? Why don't, if you want to make money just to play the pander fan service that are people that are super interested in like watching the same story arc go, but just with different characters, then you have the streaming series for TV shows, right? Disney, you've got that capacity, right? So like if you want to make garbage Marvel, Mrs. Marvel or Captain Marvel or whichever Marvel movies there are, do it, but just do it on the streaming series. And then like, you know, those people that are interested, they watch it and then you go, that's a great test bed to figure out what works and then just make the movie out of it. So you don't have to blow all the money on that. And they can, so, and they cancel those series all the time. So yeah. 
if something doesn't work, just nah, bye, see ya. Yeah. I mean, you know what? They've actually done that before, and that's why um, I, I don't understand. I think, you know what I think? I think the people at the top just don't know anything about the, the shows that are on TV. They might know about the movies, but the shows that are on TV, they don't know. They don't it's like care. Two different so divisions. It's like, you know, whoever does whatever they want, because they had Agents of Shield, which was yeah. on like regular cable BBC. TV, yeah. yeah, right. And the only person on there that had a link back to the movies Coulson. was Agent Coulson. Yep. In that, because I watched like the first five or six seasons, you sad man. In there, they talked about Age of Ultron. It wasn't heavy where they were like, oh, here's this person from Wachovia or whatever. But they mentioned it, and it was like, you know, they were like, oh, the team had to go there. And you knew that when they said the team, that meant the Avengers. And you're yep. like, oh, shit, Avengers is, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So they can do it, but it's just like, you know, they're just like, oh, I think it's just like, like I said, the big guys don't know. And they're like, okay, what do we have, you know, coming up that we can cut? And they look and they're like, oh, hmm, these TV shows. I mean, what's the big deal? Let's just cut that. You know what I mean? It's... But but I think they do, uh, to be fair, they do cut shows. And the thing that gets me is like, case in point, you can actually use real headlines from the news to prove my point, which is, a, I think we're all in agreement that A, they're making and focus solely on money. B, they're making stupid decisions. And C, they're actually undermining a lot of the creative outputs that they've got to, that they bought when they spent billions of dollars. To, yeah. they, they, you know, they spent billions of dollars. Like, case in point, do you want me to go through the like the backdoor legacy stuff of what's going on right now with the Daredevil series, right? Daredevil series, a great show series that was making like you know lots of fans happy with the grittiness when it was on Netflix, right? It, it was able to kind of talk about a whole bunch of things, and then they kind of introduced Daredevil in the weirdest way possible in the She-Hulk series because <laughs> you know he's a lawyer, right? And then the people are like, okay, so he exists and that's good, right? But then. Like after that, it's like okay, we're gonna start making. Oh, they're gonna make the. They got the right actor. They got the legit actor from Daredevil to be the actor in She-Hulk. So now we got the real like, legit actor going into Mar Marvel Universe, and they're gonna make a TV show. And then of course, oh boom, they actually put Kingpin. Kingpin was showing up in that Hawkeye series. That's good. That's good. And now they're gonna. They're like I'm. I'm not sure if this is if this is true or not, right? But Ricky, they're gonna make a Daredevil series, correct? And then yeah. now Vince D'Onofrio, the guy that was supposed to be Kingpin, was like, no. I'm not doing it no more, right? Like it's, it's like because because it's basically, and he's like, why? And it's like, um, it's not exactly the same. And of course, the basic reading between the lines is they're not doing the grittiness that yep. they should be yeah, doing. Yeah, because they're story. Yeah, exactly. And they're just shooting themselves. They paid the money for it. You capital. You got the right actors to do it that really made the fans happy. You had a streaming series, and you know what? It would be great. You could have made the money off of the series, or sorry, made the fan interest, and you can actually go and get the dollars for the streaming because you know you're gonna get that anyways. But then you say, now that I know that everyone wants and clamors for a Daredevil show or some Daredevil movie or some Daredevil collaboration with She-Hulk or whoever, I don't know, what Spider-Man maybe, right? Great. Have like Daredevil Spider-Man movie in the, in, in the next one, the next Spider-Man movie, and it'll be badass and it'll make tons of money. And it makes sense because the fans will be cool. I get that, right? But no, they're not. It dies because money <laughs> is the thing that kills it. And the bad the bad people that are at the top, as, as you've said, as Matt said, they do not know what the hell the IP they bought really entails, right? And that's that's absolute stupidity. You you don't buy a, a computer to serve as like a, a paperweight, right? Like it's just yeah. dumb usage, right? Doing the same thing yeah. with Star Wars, by the way. All right. <laughs> All right. Like, we got to wrap this up. So uh, th this is the second in a three-episode series of us talking about this. The next time is my turn. And we're going to be talking about the future because the future is going to be so much fun. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's it for this episode of the three cast. We record this whenever we feel like it, whenever we can get ourselves together. Uh, we'll probably within the next couple of weeks, we'll come together and get that last episode recorded and it'll be, be awesome as always. If you want to follow us, you can do so on X, formerly known as Twitter, the stupidest thing ever, uh, at the three cast on X. Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one on X and Vince is VWHUI on X. <laughs> That's just, I, I don't think I'm ever doing that again, by the way. <laughs> that's horrible. Anyways, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Take care. See you, everyone. <laughs>